I had a scripture on my heart. I am so thankful for our praise and worship team. Come on, aren't you? And one of the reasons that I'm so thankful for them is because when we sing praise songs, it's filled with the word. And that word right in the middle of our knee just lifts us up. And when I was thinking about that, I just saw, I just went to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. Here's what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, if I'm detained, you need to know how people ought to conduct themselves in the house of God. And talking about the house of God, listen to this, which is the church of the living God, and the church is the pillar and stay of the truth the truth and and one translation says the church is the stay or the prop or the support you might have been leaning a little bit down or you might have had some things that you know just has weighted you but I'm thankful there there's truth here today there's a lifting up out of the pit to put us on that solid rock amen and I'm so thankful, Father. We're so thankful for the truth. We're hungry for the truth. We're hungry for your ways. We're hungry for your movings, the way you move and the way you do things. Oh, how we praise you. How we honor you. How we glorify you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. It's important to come to church, it sure is, and I know some of you there online aren't able to come yet. We understand that, we respect that, um, but we, we, God is doing a special thing that we want you to be a part of, and you certainly are online, but come when you can, come as you can. And then some are, um, some are tra traveling today, um, and it's so wonderful to have uh, Harvest online, isn't it? All right. Well, let me, let me, why don't you go ahead and introduce what we're talking about today, babe? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we've been on a series of reigniting our hope. And if there's ever been a day to reignite our hope, thank God it is today. Aren't you thankful that we can have our hope reignited, that we don't have to live today without hope. God is our hope. Thank God for that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. So we've been on a series. Last week, uh, we went in a little different direction. So let's reconnect with what reignite means. Reigniting our hope. Reignite means to begin or to cause something to begin to burn again. To begin to burn again. That could be applied in many different ways. Maybe you, you haven't been following God like you needed to. That's re let's get reignited and burn again and rededicate our life. Um, that word Bible hope is a belief. This is what Bible hope means. Not wishing something would happen. But we're, we're uh, burning again with this belief. The belief that circumstances in the future will be better. Because we've believed, we have received what God said in his word. Amen. Or what we're believing for that's in line with the word of God. 
We're learning how to reignite our belief that God is bringing to pass. Say that with me. God is bringing to pass what we believe we have received. What I have believed, I have received. Romans 15, 13 is a foundational scripture that, that uh, we have in this series. It's now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing and uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround you with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Until you radiate our belief that God is bringing the past what we believe we have received. Let's get the light back. Let's get the brightness back. Let's get the belief back. Let's get our hope back. Let's get our, you know, our, our uh, encouragement back. There are many things in life that try to kick the hope out of us. We, we realize that. And I, I'll just remind you, we talked about them. And we got this from the Psychology Today or Psychology Clinic article that says the most challenging uh, things facing people today is health crisis, workplace issues, emptiness, friendship issues, failure, financial crisis, career pressure, unfair treatment, inner peace, and mental health issues. And mental health issues is a very, very big topic these days that we, we, we must, you know, uh, the way we, we see this is people get counseling and, and they begin to deal with things that they stuffed in their life. Well, well then once it surfaces to the light, we're able to apply the word and, and the word and, and, and good clinical counselors that are Christian-based that working together can change your life. It can. So talk to somebody about what you're going through. You know, people need significant amounts of hope and encouragement. Listen to these words. Adoram Judson said, the future or your future is as bright as the promises of God. Man, you've got a bright future. Do you believe that? Say, I believe that. I believe I received that. I'm going to take that. Yeah. Mark Twain said, one compliment or encouragement can keep me going for a whole month. Isn't that right? Let's be people of encouragement. As a matter of fact, when I read that scripture about the church being the pillar, the prop uh, of truth, we are the church also. This, this is just bricks and mortar. So whenever we are, are dispelled from this place, we're able to go and we're able to minister to people in our world as God opens the door and we can bring encouragement to them. So how can we reignite our hope? First of all, we talked about number one, so you can go back and take a look at it in our archives on the website. But tap into the fountain of hope that comes from God and comes from his word, the fountain of hope. When the word's going forward, don't let it just be a talk I'm doing up here this morning, or my wife and I. No, there's, there's words that we believe God is fit for you today that will fit your situation. And that's the way you come into church is expecting, you know, God, I need to hear. I, I need to hear what you're saying to me. And so many of you are believing God for direction. And as we press into the word of God, that will, that will come. 
So the second point I want to make in making progress on how we reignite our hope. What is hope? The belief that there's a better day coming tomorrow. Because I believe I have received the word of God. I'm recovering. Uh, I thank God for bringing the money in. I thank God for whatever you're believing for. But Psalm, well, number two, renew your mind on the word of God. You might say, wow, I hear that consistently around here. It's because, you know, God's wanting us to do it. There's not, I don't know of any more dangerous thing in our life than an unrenewed mind. An unrenewed mind. Uh, When we renew our mind on the Word of God, supernatural things happen. The Word says in Psalm 23, verses 1 and 3, the Lord is my shepherd Why is he my shepherd? And what does he do? He feeds me. He guides me. He shields me. And guess what else? Verse 3 says, he refreshes. He refreshes and restores my soul. As the word's going forth, the fountain's flowing today, we thank God he's refreshing our mind, our will, our emotions, our body. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, he'll quicken our mortal bodies. But the word refreshes and restores my life, my soul, myself in the passion. I love how it says in Romans chapter 2, verse 2 says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. That's why we made that, one of the reasons why we made that church, because we, we need to realize that. We, we, de- we deal with another kingdom now. You know, before we were born again, yeah, we were, invo- we were involved in the kingdom of the world. But the word says when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. And you become a whole new creation. You're, you're alive unto God. You're a child of God. And, and now you operate in a new kingdom that doesn't see, it doesn't see race, doesn't see age, doesn't see you know, God sees us all one in the Lord. Yesterday, uh, we had so much fun meeting so many new guests yesterday at our trunk or treat. And, you know, some, some people were just, were just so surprised that my wife and I would give them a tour of the church. Why? We're supposed to be authentic. We're supposed to be... You know, we're, we're supposed to give people a different experience if they haven't had one. And, and, you know, we just love doing that because we're displaying the kingdom. If you're white, I don't think any more of you than I do of black, of brown, of any different culture, any different age. You know, in Christ, we're the same. I said, in Christ, we're the same. Now, if you get into your flesh and then all of a sudden people start pushing your buttons, then all of a sudden you can get into the, the place where you start being agitated by other people and other races. But the word says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life 
satisfying and perfect in his eyes. You know, and again, we'll, as we renew our mind on the word of God, God's will will be revealed to us. Tony Cook said, God, the shepherd, the good shepherd, leads his sheep. He doesn't drive them. Ah, when people try to drive me and my wife or individually, ah, this doesn't sit well with me. Because you know what? I might be led to go in a different direction. So, you know, you go ahead and drive yourself. And I'll be fine over here. You know, I don't mean that mean. But there's some people that try to push on you their direction or what they want you to do that you know you're not supposed to do. Come on, anybody ever have people put pressure on you? My goodness, yesterday? <laughs> I'm not talking about here, but God leads us with a sense of peace, not driving. While the enemy endeavors to counterfeit the Holy Spirit and he attempts to drive us with panic, he tends to drive us. The good shepherd will lead you. The butcher will drive you. Try to drive you to that place that is not for you. When your mind is guarded by the word of God, you think differently. When the word of God is allowed to work in our minds, it safeguards our emotions. Our emotions need to be refreshed, restored, renewed in the word and in the presence of God. Also, the word defends our minds from de demonic assault and it shields us from the arrows the enemy may try to shoot in our direction in order to arouse a spirit of fear inside you. And if you don't know it, let me put you on alert. Let me put you on alert. Man, I can't see that and not pick it up. Sorry about that. Uh, it puts you on alert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when I'm putting you on alert for something. What, what am I putting you on alert for? An unrenewed mind is a dangerous place to live. Because every day, the number one battle you're going to face is the battle of words. If you don't renew your mind on the word of God, then the truth begins to fade. And then the enemy tries to push you and get you into panic. And tries to get you to see, see it's not working you know, see, it's getting worse. See, that child's not coming home. See, that whatever you believe in God for is getting further away. But then you get back in the truth. And then you get back in the hope. Something better is getting ready to happen. I'm expecting it. Things are changing because I believe God's word. Amen. Go ahead. Number six? No, no. I want you to go on with that one. No, uh, you finish up. No. Okay. Yes. Sometimes I. <laughs> okay. So, God, I, I just thought I was speaking too much. That's why I was giving, giving you. No? Okay. All right. Well, she says I haven't, so I'm just going to keep speaking. All right. So, God has given us a spirit of a sound mind. Say it with me. I have a sound mind. Mind. 
That's 2 Timothy 1.7. According to Rick Brenner, this picture is a mind that has been delivered, a mind that has been rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and is now safe and secure. That's a mind that's renewed on the Word of God. Because you're able to hit those uh, lies, like we talk, talk about, we, we sang about today. The devil is a liar. The devil is defeated. We have the victory. Come on, we have the word. We have what God said about the situation we're going through. So <clears throat> even if our mind is tempted to yield to fear, we can allow God's word to work in us, to deliver, rescue, revive, and salvage our mind. And um, Dr. Hans Seil researched and popularized a, a membrane in the back of our in the back of our head, known as the RAS. My wife thought about that one time. I want to repeat it. It's the reticular activating system in the back of our mind. In other words, our RAS RAS has a primary function. You know what its function is? It moves you. It moves you in the direction of your dominant thought at that moment. Think about the lies the enemy tries to shoot to us if we, if we don't do anything about it. That lie can dominate our life, and we follow that direction. I wish I could think for some people sometime, but I can't. You've got to do your own thinking for you. You've got to do your, your, your own renewing your mind for you. Joyce Meyer says, be careful about what you think and say during your times of trial and tribulation. The attitude... You have while in the wilderness determines how long you'll stay there. <laughs> Thank you for all your encouragement today. I tried to get back to my wife. She, she, she didn't want it. All right, so Psalm 135 and 7. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope and I've put my trust in his word. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there's unfailing love and his redemption overflows let me just give you a little insider there so he threw me in midway of his points that's why i was like no i'll just wait till i get to my point i'm okay, okay. so let me tell you why <laughs> um when i first got up here i couldn't find my outline i said go 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 All and right. so I, I found it because i saw the old one and then i had to find a new one it's okay all right. right. Y'all like us doing this up here? <laughs> just wanted to give you a little insight of what yeah. goes on up here. We're just like you. That's right. <laughs> All right, number three, how do we live a hope-filled life every single day? We have to be refilled with the Holy Spirit yes. that dwells on the inside of us. We can't live a life just going to church on Wednesdays and going to church on Sundays. Thank God we need to. We need each other. We need these times. But we need to be refilled with his presence every single day. That's an accountability that we have. When we give our life to him, we're saying, hey, I want to follow you all the days of my life. Yes. It's not just the one time sign me up, I want to make it to heaven. I want to be a disciple of his. Mm -hmm. I want to live this life 
I want to be true blue to who I give my life to. That means living this life that the Word of God speaks about. Not just saying, hey, I'm a Christian, but not having the lifestyle to back it up. It's like, God, I need you today. Not just giving my life to you so I make it to heaven. God, I need you today. Refill me with your Holy Spirit. I need you today, Father. Tomorrow, Father, I need you then. It's, it's seeking him every single day. It's having a vital relationship with him. First and foremost, most important, he is the one that we need to have that vital relationship with. It needs to be real, not just some religious thing that we put our time in. Or we put our time into the word and we check our list off. Oh, I did my devotional today. Or I said my uh, prayer that I read today without putting our heart into this relationship with God. You know, the most um, real people, Christians I know, they're not just some flighty, come off religious, and they tell you all the scriptures they know. They're just real with their relationship with God. That's what we need, guys, Amen. is refilled with him every single day, seeking his face every single day, being real with our relationship with him every single day, living a hope-filled life. Who are we looking to every single day? It needs to be him every day. Acts 1-4. I, I love this whole um, interaction with Jesus and the disciples. In Acts 1-4, Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. This is after he had given them the commission to go make disciples. Go make disciples. Win the lost. Tell them that I am the only way to the Father. This was after he had told them to go spread the good news of the gospel. He gave them that commission, but he said, don't you dare go share the gospel until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I don't want to leave my doors until I am filled with his presence every day. I need to be filled with the presence of God before I meet a human being. I'm a better human being when I am filled with the presence of God. And I don't even look at me and laugh because I know you are too. Amen. We are all better when we <laughs> face him before we face another person. Yep. We can be a better representation of who he is to share the true love of God. Like my husband said, no matter who we meet in our day, no matter what culture, no matter what attitude we come against, when we've met him, we can represent God. When we have seen him, when we respond to the love of God, no matter what we come against in our everyday life, when we come against anger, when we come against an attitude, when we yield to God, and say, I'm going to respond the way God would respond in this situation. Man, there's no other way. God knew we would face things beyond us. 
but we will never face things beyond God. Man, aren't you glad God is with us? God is for us. God is going to see us through. But if we don't yield to him and ask for his help, he's just there waiting. He's not going to force himself upon us. Even when you've given your life to him, he's still not going to force your hand to make you do anything. That's how good he is. That's, he's a gentleman. He is an awesome God. No one can make you do anything, not even the enemy. So don't you dare fear the enemy. Mm -mm. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends and the very bounds of the earth. Listen, when you gave your life to the Lord, the Holy Spirit came to dwell on the inside of you. But when you ask to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, he comes upon you for the purpose of serving him. He empowers us to serve. He empowers us to witness. He gives us boldness to witness. We don't do things in our own might, in our own power. It's yielded to the presence of God. That's why we need to be refilled every single day with his presence. I need him daily. It's not a one-time thing. Now, we give our life to him once and once only, but we can be refilled with him every single day. How do I do that, Misty? I am feeding myself on the word of God. I am speaking to him every single day. I am yielding to him. I am asking for his help. I am praying in my prayer language, building myself up. And when I'm doing that, I'm not praying to anyone else but to my heavenly father. He has equipped you to win. We do not need to be hopeless. God has filled you with his presence. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are we asking him to refill us every single day? Are we seeking his help every single day? Jesus told his disciples not to leave Jerusalem, but he said, you wait for the power of the Holy Spirit After you are filled, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he said, then you go and share the gospel. I want to say something about that because when when I was uh, three, I received the Lord and sort of lived an up and down life. Good family, you know, went to church some. Um, Well, actually, we went to church when we had a problem. It's about the only time we went. And, um, and then if we had a really, really, really big problem, we'd go to the Spirit-filled church. Anybody, like, we don't care what they're doing. They, it's God's presence here. But I knew that I was losing too much in life. I was just, 
There's a lot of things that really happened in, in my college years that I could have gone north or could have gone south. But God began to deal with me and draw me into the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I knew I needed more power than I had mm-hmm. to overcome life and to, to live this walk. So I eventually, I saw the truth in the Word of God. You'll receive power. Also, don't leave Jerusalem without, and it promises in Acts that this infilling is for all generations to come. So I, I finally asked God to fill me with his spirit, and you hear about tongues, and really what it is, God gives you a private language to talk to him personally about. Mm-hmm. It's like a direct line to heaven. Yep. It's ab- uh, aside from getting saved, by far it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. is getting Amen. filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've been taught wrong about the Holy Spirit, hang out, hang around here. And and good thing about, again, I always have promised you, I will never force anything on you. I want you to see it for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's our job to share with you. Listen, it's it's our job to equip you with a bazooka in the (laughs) trenches rather than a BB gun. You know, if I have a BB gun with some hard problems, I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) I want some power. Mm -hmm. So I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was in college, and it helped me never, ever Mm -hmm turn back to my old ways, it made me a whole new person, and it brought me into the steps I needed to fulfill the will of God. Amen. I thank God. I pray in the Holy Spirit every single day. Every day we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit, or we could run into a problem of always giving out. In turn, we can run into a spiritual deficit. Listen to this, and you've heard it said before. If we don't pull aside and spend time with God to be refilled with Him, we will be pulled apart. You can only give what you have. We can't keep giving and giving and giving and not be filled with the presence of God. Our relationship with God must be bigger than the challenges that we're facing. Yes. Our relationship with God must be bigger than the challenges that we're facing. Romans 8.31 says, what then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? Are you yielding to him every day? Are you talking to him every day? Oh, man. Faith in God's word. And being filled with the Spirit. Faith in God's word puts God between us and our circumstance. Amen. Faith in God's word puts God between us and our circumstance. It's who we're looking to. Who are we putting our eyes? Who are we putting our trust in? Mark eleven twenty four, and we'll end with this verse this morning. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, "What things soever you desire, according to the word of God, 
When you pray, believe that you receive them, take them, and you shall have them. Bible hope then expects the fulfillment of God's word to come to pass. Bible hope, talking about reigniting your hope, Bible hope expects the fulfillment of God's word to come to pass. Man, if we are wanting to reignite and have our hope reignited every day, we need to be refilled with his presence every day. So therefore, we have to be intentional with our time. What we're doing with our time. You know what? We do what we want to do. Whatever is important to us, mm -hmm. we make happen. We all have the same amount of time in the day. And what is important to us, we make happen. We have to be intentional with our time of making time for him every single day. We have to have his presence. It's not just the one-time thing. It's not just the Wednesday encounter. It's not just the Sunday refilling. But it's an everyday refilling. It's an everyday relationship. It's an everyday seeking his face and being refilled with his presence every single day. So we talked about, number one, God has made a way for us to overcome any hit because he's the Amen. fountain of yeah. hope. Then number two, we talked about renewing our mind on the word of God. And then we talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. But Ephesians talks about be, being filled with the Holy Spirit, continual present. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be on your knees. You could be quiet, just communing between you and the Lord, which, Amen. you know, that, that's what I do. I, I normally get, you know, the Lord's prayer out there to cover all the basics, but then I say, God, I know there's some things I didn't pray as I should, so now help me by your spirit, and I pray mm -hmm. in, in the spirit. Now, let me just go ahead and say, you, you want to close? Okay. Because um, you said, and finally... That was the final scripture. You can close with that. Okay, then. <laughs> I love my wife. Isn't she awesome? All right. Let me give you, I really thought we we're going to be able to rush through this and get points in. But um, let me go ahead and give you what we're going to be talking about uh, next week. All right. So just sit there and listen. We talk about the first three things, mm -hmm. but then number four, don't let the enemy mess with your mind. Number five, reignited, I hope, could require us to get something right. Mm -hmm. And then number six, good friends, our company, can help reignite our hope. You need to have the right friends. Number seven, to get better depends upon our choices and the change we're willing to make. Isn't it wonderful? I didn't hurt, well, I didn't hurt a mouse yet. But anyway, uh, and number eight, have faith in God of hope to help you. Number nine, do what you can. Perfect what you're doing and pass your current season and your test. Then number ten, all these are 
messages in themselves. But number 10, cast your care upon him and then ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Then put God, we already talked about that a little bit, between you and your circumstances. When I think about putting God in between me and my circumstances, I see putting that word in between me and my circumstances. But I don't want to leave Jerusalem, harvest. I don't want to leave uh, Jamestown, Greensboro, wherever you're from, without being filled with the Holy Spirit for that day. Because that helps also us to keep God in between us and our circumstances. I, you know, when I face God first thing in the morning, I can face anyone. Amen. Then expect to bring his word to pass. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning and and uh, you've heard the message, you've received faith for hope and the different things that we shared from our heart. Are, and my question to you right now is, are you, are, are you still at a place that you need some help, that you need some encouragement, that, that you're in a spot that you just seem... Like Nicole was saying this morning, I was taken out of that pit and then I was lifted upon the rock. If you need some prayer help right now about a situation, would you raise your hand? I just want to give you an opportunity to be prayed for. I'm going to send a prayer to you. He'll come right to you and have a private moment. Anson. Um, we have Anson over here that wants prayer. Joseph. Anybody else? Did I see any other hand? I'm telling you, it's good to have a home church. I don't mind telling you, I need prayer sometimes. And, I, you know, I've, I've got leadership over my life, and, and we also have a prayer team. What I'm talking about praying for you about is the things we discussed today. It might not have touched your specific thing, but you're stuck. We don't just need the word, which is amazing, but we need the help of the Holy Spirit to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Thank God for our trained prayer workers. They know how to pray. Oh, Father, thank you for those that are being prayed for right now. Thank you for helping them. Thank you for helping all of us. Thank you, Father. Now, I want you to keep your heads bowed. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. In other words, if you were to die today and you don't know you go to heaven or you're not sure that you're saved, I want to pray for you. It's going to be a prayer of salvation. If you want to receive Jesus, if you want to be saved, um, before I pray this prayer, just lift up your hand and say, Pastor Coin, will you include me in that prayer? Lift your hand right now. That's you. Up there, okay. And as always, folks, let's be reaching out to our world, invite people to church, because we, uh, 
not only should we be ministering to people out there, but we come alongside you in the church and help you. And God draws people to Jesus. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Say, Father, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe you sent him to die on the cross for my sin. According to your word, Jesus lived an innocent life so he could die for all my guilt, all my wrongdoings. I repent of all my wrongdoings. I face you now, God, and I thank you on the third day for raising Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I believe you're alive. I ask you to come into my life now. Come into my heart now. Come into my spirit now. I believe I receive you now. I take you as my Savior. And I confess you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand, please.